0: I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho. Santa Claus is here. Huddle up. You got to build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here.
1: Raider Nation, how you doing? It's Micah here along with my partner in crime, Tyler, bringing you to another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. Tyler, it's been a
0: minute, man. How are you? I'm doing great, Micah. It has been a minute. I think two Two weeks of minutes is yeah. what it's been, so yeah, I'm doing great. I've got some uh, exciting news for everybody, Ooh. and uh, I don't know if you heard or not, heard or not, but uh, while we were off air, we ended up trading for Antonio Brown. Have you heard of this development?
1: You know, I had heard a rumor of it, Tyler. I had heard it whispered amongst the folks, you know, in and about yes. town, uh-huh. but... I did not realize that it had actually happened. Of course I heard it happen, man. Are you kidding me? I'm pretty
0: jacked. No. How are you feeling? I uh, I was torn at first. I have a really good friend that's, uh, he's a huge Steelers fan, and I I was kind of torn, but ever since he got to Oakland, I don't think he and Carr have like, I, I think they're having sleepovers at each other's houses and stuff, and they haven't, <laughs> they haven't been uh, you know, broken the umbilical cord. They haven't cut ties with each other at all since he got there. Like Brown was uh seen racing Derek Carr's older brother through a blow up. Uh, what are those things called? Like a blow up obstacle course at right, a birthday yeah. party. So, I mean, I think they're <laughs> I think they're getting along well, which bodes well for us and they're throwing passes together. You right. know, they're having a jolly good old time. So, I think that's what they I think that's what they need, and I hope that that continues uh, through the course of the years that he is here. Because I'm afraid of uh, people getting upset, of feelings getting hurt, and then people sit out again. But uh, hopefully it is a good relationship, a happy relationship, and they stay together for a long, long time.
1: You know what? I like it. But before we get too much into that, I want to let Raider Nation know that if you want to be on the podcast, man, give us a call. 208-557-9771 is the number to call. Give us a call, drop us a voicemail, and we'll play it back here on the podcast. We'll get you on the show. Let us know your thoughts on whatever on Antonio Brown, you know, we've got uh, Tyler, I don't know if you but you, if you've heard, but apparently we've uh, allegedly now have uh, Vontez Perfect on the team, really? Cook, yeah. How are you yeah, and Antonio
0: Brown gonna get along? Because if yeah, I you remember know, that's correctly, been a question
1: that has surprised me.
0: Yes, uh, <laughs> yeah. How do they get along? Because I, I think Perfect once upon a time headhunted one Antonio Brown and and knocked him out.
1: Right, right. So I, you how know, do they exist. How do they we've...
0: coexist?
1: <laughs> well, we'll get into all that. But Raider Nation, if you want to comment on on Perfect, on Brown, on, you know, we've got Iloka, the safety from the ex-Bengal. I like that one. Now Viking. Now he's a a personal favorite of mine because he was a Boise State player. Um, If you, you know, any of those kinds of things, you want to comment on the draft, free agency, I don't care what your feelings are about it. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail, and uh, we'll play it back on the show, and we will talk about it. And if you don't want to leave a voicemail, Hit us up. Shoot us a direct message on our Facebook page. Just search for the group Behind the Eye Patch. We are on Facebook, also on Twitter. Find us at @BehindEyePatch. Know the in there. It's just @BehindEyePatch. Shoot us a message there, man. We will we'll read it. You want to remain anonymous? Just leave us a you know uh, nom de plume. I guess you could call it for a name, and uh, and uh, we will we will answer your question to the best of our ability and maybe shed a little insight in on the situation uh for you. But we'd love to have Raider Nation on. We appreciate you checking us out. Joining us here again for another episode. Though it is the off season for the Raiders, it is never the off season for us here at Behind the Eye Patch podcast. We keep grinding.
0: Right, Tyler? Always. Always gotta grind. Although now, last week we were really busy and right. so uh
1: so we unable kind of to grind, un- unground ourselves for a yes. little bit. I guess ungrindable. Oh uh, yeah, we were ungrinding for a week. But speaking on your Antonio Brown uh, situation, there, Tyler, I put the poll to Facebook and asked what, how the Raider, how the nation felt about the signing? And after a hundred and forty six votes were tallied, ninety percent, man, nine out of ten. Hmm were ecstatic. Wow. They were ecstatic for the trade. And only 10% said they were still not happy. Now, here's my thought on it. We just got, arguably, at the very least, a top three wide receiver in the NFL. Because I think yep. it's safe to say you could stick Julio Jones and Odell Beckham in there, along yep. with Antonio Brown.
0: Who we got also top... got traded, may I add.
1: Absolutely. We could get to that as well. But we got a top three wide receiver in the NFL for a third and a fifth round pick. And you know what? That's not too shabby in my opinion because no. I think, you know, in past episodes, we've talked here, Tyler. You and I have talked. We were we were afraid that we were going to gonna have to give up a first-round pick for Antonio Brown, and that didn't happen. And, uh, you know, reports were that Mayock and Gruden, they stuck to their guns. They stuck with their original offer. They held out, and Pittsburgh came around and said, you know what? We don't want all this money on our books where they were able to save a few million dollars. And uh, and sure, here you go. We'll take that third and fifth round pick. Sure, it's a high re- high risk move, but it's also could have high reward. I mean, we could be looking at this move two, three years down the road. Heck, at the end of this season, man, and going, oh my gosh, these guys look like wizards now. And uh, time will tell. But you know what? For now... I'm not. I'm not unhappy with it. I'm not. No. Especially, especially looking at what what did the Browns have to give up to get uh, Odell Beckham? Tyler. The Do Browns gave
0: up a first round draft pick, a third round draft pick, and they gave up Jabril Peppers, who was a first round draft pick either two years ago, I believe. Now.
1: Right. Right. So that's dude. That's a lot of dough. Now, Odell Beckham. Stuff, yeah. Yeah, he's a lot younger, you know. So you could make that argument, but uh, uh, I'm, you know, the Raiders. That was a pretty heady move, if you ask me, by Mayock. Now we'll just see how it plays out. You know, we got to right. see, but but on the original, on the offset of this thing, um, on the onset, I should say. Uh, I'm pretty happy with it. I'm pretty sad. It's left me satisfied, Tyler. I don't know about you.
0: Yeah, always left me happy and satisfied.
1: I like it. In like the words it. of
0: Jim Halpert.
1: Okay, so on that, Tyler. Before we get too too for, before we get into deeper into this episode, you got some shout-outs for us, man. I know. Always I know on my end, dude. Our the Facebook page. For those of you who don't know, I kind of manage the Facebook page because I don't have time for Twitter. Tyler has the time for Twitter. I and, don't, and but I do. <laughs> you don't, but you do. And and you, there's so much more craziness going on in the Twitter universe and Tyler is able to navigate that a lot better than I am. So I have left Twitter responsibilities to Tyler on my end on Facebook. We're up to like 112 followers, dude. This is the first season of behind the Eye Patch. We haven't even had this thing going for a
0: calendar year yet.
1: And so I'm pretty jacked. How, how are we looking in Twitter, man?
0: We uh, have 266 followers on our Twitter account now. Nice. So uh, we are actually, Mike and I were talking before we got started tonight, uh, we had like 44-something uh, new followers in two weeks, which we love the followers. Thank you guys so much. Like that That's what makes this fun for us is, is interacting with all you guys. So what we're going to do is we're going to split – our shout-outs into two episodes. We have, uh, coming up on the show, I'm going to tease this a little bit, Micah, we've got an announcement of something kind of cool and unique to the Behind the Eye Patch podcast, and uh, we're going to we're gonna have a an episode today, we're going to have an episode hopefully on Tuesday, and uh, we will finish the rest of the shout-outs then, but we're going to split them into half because we've just got so many to get to today, We, but we will get to them. Uh, the first one is the Dan Triloquist. He is from DC4L Custom Tees. Um, his real name is Dan, so thank you, Dan. And uh, the next, Sirach Obama, Black Fox Mom, Evan Grote, who is a staff writer over at Silver and Black Pride and also just has his very own uh, podcast coming out. P-Dog, Zach Kreischer. I hope I said that right. Sorry, Zach. Lakers (laughs) Crazies, Captain 555, Raider Nation for life. Uh, Luke Menchaca, Ellen uh, at El Jeter 32. Quay Rose, he is a former Arkansas Tech Safety All-American. He is a uh, NFL... Drafty Hopeful, Micah, uh, from Arkansas Tech. Love it. So, he followed us. Uh, Marco Aldaz, At Vermilion Raider, Mark Zamet, Creep With Me, Uh, Cap Rufino, EVO Evolution. He's a producer for Le'Veon Bell. Uh, So, I think he was trying to get uh, some love from Raider Nation, and as you know, or may not know... Uh Le'Veon Bell spurned the Raiders for the Jets. So, we probably shouldn't even give him a shout out. Uh <laughs> doghouse raider underscore insane Jerry Anderson Sisto Cisco Ma- Maga Maganya I can't even say it. Maganya, there we go. I got hey, it. I got it. Second. Uh let's see. Uh Andy Hansen once a Raider, Always a Raider, De España. Uh, Something Brief Podcast, Betito Acevedo, um, Aaron Elser, Shannon Postel, and Vincent Lopstein. And I think we're going to end here at Chucky, uh, at Chucky's Nation. And uh, I think we'll stop there for now. And then we will get to the rest of them uh on the show coming up on Tuesday hopefully. But I yeah. love it. Yeah. Thanks guys for following us. Um and like Micah said, don't be afraid to give us a shout out, give us a call. Uh if you want your voice heard by the millions. And uh That's right. And yeah, that's I that's all I've got for, for shout outs.
1: Awesome. Well again, Raider Nation, much love. We appreciate it. I apologize in advance because I am fighting allergies because Allergy season is upon us, and I was not ready for it. And so, uh, I'm trying not. I'm going to try to not sniffle and snorkel so much this evening. So, but if you do hear me in the background, uh, slowly dying, that's that is the root cause. Today's episode, I just want to. I need to get this off my chest, Tyler. Today's episode is unofficially sponsored by Orange Vanilla Coke. Raider Nation, yes. if you have not tried orange vanilla Coke, it might be life altering for you as it has been for me. This stuff, uh, Tyler, I may have, I think I've gone through a twelve pack in like two days. Yes. over at my house because this stuff is ridiculously good, very underrated, and I know they've been pushing it. Um, and I finally went out. Actually, it wasn't my even me, dude. My wife went out and bought me a can of it, brought it
0: Ooh, home. What I a wife!
1: I know, dude, I am just, I'm I am an, I'm lucky man over here, I tell you what, I, I, I cracked it open, it was one of those tall, slender cans, so you know, it fits oh. really nicely right in the palm of your hand there, uh-huh. and uh, I tipped that bad boy back, and uh, as this sweet nectar rolled over my lips and over my tongue, and then slowly down my throat, dude, I was just absolutely blown away, this is a fantastic drink, Orange Vanilla Coke. I was skeptical at first because I was like, "How do you improve on what has already come out?" I'm a big Coke fan, Uh, but Orange Vanilla Coke is something you need to get start put. You need to put it in your starting lineup. Is what you need to do. Yes, you do.
0: And it's like drinking from the fountains of the gods. Like Greek mythical creatures come to life. Unicorns are seen, and it is just a pleasure. Uh, to drink to imbibe if i may in this drink
1: it really is and and so raider nation go buy yourself a 12 pack stick it in your fridge and uh, you won't be your... mad it no, will really at the end of the day if you love yourself this is what you'll do Absolutely, so yep. so that is that is our unofficial sponsor of today's podcast i'm actually but... drinking one right now so am i so am i i mean it's Listen just to this
0: mm. wow
1: Yep, that was a, that was a big old gulp over there. There it Woo. is. Good heavens! Anyway, if that doesn't get your taste buds uh, rip roaring for some mm. Coke, uh, some orange vanilla Coke, I don't know what will. But
0: nope, me okay. neither.
1: <laughs> Back to some Raider football. We also had another poll, Tyler. As you know, we just signed the the. Uh, Often uh, labeled dirty player, <laughs> Vontez Perfect from the Bengals at 28 years old. Man, I think that's what's got me most excited is that we haven't signed somebody who's old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that is but- true.
0: We've we've seen a definite decrease in age and decrepitness.
1: Right. Although
0: although Vontez did, I think he's had like seven documented concussions. So that is a little scary, but you know right. he's had some durability issues. But I, I am for. I think the deal was one year, five million dollars. Right. Right. Not that's not that bad.
1: And, and honestly, at the end of the day, too, again, it's this this deal was kind of a low risk, high reward man. If they could I keep agree. this, if Gruden, you know, I saw on on uh, social media people are like, you know, we're making fun. They were like, well, Gunther could never keep him in line. So what makes you think he's going to now? That is in the incorrect thinking. Gruden will be the one to keep him in line, and I, I can tell you right now, Gruden will have no problem get putting his uh, rear on the chopping block if he can't uh, rein in Burfick. So, to me, this is one of those things that if this pays off, and they could at 28 years old, they could potentially get good dude. I mean, at linebacker position, two, three, four solid years out of Burfict, and and. If, if they can keep him on the straight and narrow, he could bring some much-needed nastiness to that linebacker position for Oakland. Absolutely, I asked, yeah. I, I put this, I put the question to the nation once again. Uh, how do you feel about Oakland signing perfect? And uh, after 131 votes tallied, 86% loved the move and only 14% said not a fan. And again, this is one of those things in my opinion. Low-risk, potential, high-reward why not? So I, I, I still think you, you you gotta maybe with the, you know, in the early rounds, maybe that, you know, mid mid round pick in the first, you know, that 24th pick still, I think you need to go after a linebacker because we need somebody else. I mean, he, he, he hasn't fixed the linebacker position for Oakland. Has he helped? Absolutely. But he hasn't fixed it. But, uh, um, uh, I so that I still see it as a need, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out in in the in the coming weeks. You know, yeah. in the coming months, I should say.
0: Yeah, and you know, uh, I saw a stat, and I know that I won't be able to pull it up in time. So, but Jason Kabinda ranked higher. Now he's our undrafted rookie linebacker out of Penn State. He graded out on PFF. I know it's PFF. But they have some redeeming qualities. Uh, he graded out as higher than most of the the big like the names that that came out of that draft. I'm trying. I can't remember. Oh, I should have looked it up. I uh, The guy out of that went to the 49. Draft. Yeah, out of last year's draft. The guy that went to the ended up going to the 49ers. Uh, I can't remember. Gosh, dang it.
1: Not a worry. That's one of those guys, you know, we've kept on and that could be uh you know, I'm I'm pretty excited to see if he can develop. Uh, because I feel like we're in, we're at that stage with a lot of uh a lot of the players on the roster. Another move that I know this happened a while back, um, while Tyler, while you're looking up all the, the guys on that draft there, um I was a little sad, Tyler. I, I'm not gonna lie. I was kinda sad to see um uh to see Osemele go. Um, that was a move kind of had me scratching my head and, uh, I wasn't, um, wasn't too thrilled about it, but, uh, uh, and I put that question to the nation and after 201 votes about Oakland being able to free up some money and, uh, uh, let Osemele go actually about 85% really liked the move, which kind of surprised me. Um, there were a lot of questions or a lot of, uh, Accusations going around about him being injury prone, and that just wasn't true. I mean, when you actually look at the numbers over the past two seasons, I think he's missed five games. If I'm not correct, Tyler, I think we looked at it was like five five games games.
0: out of. Well, I think uh, it was six. I think he had missed six in three years, and five of them were from this year.
1: Right. So that's. I mean, uh, people were talking about, oh, you know, he's injury prone. In you know, good to free up that you know the space and everything. I, that's just a load of hogwash. If you if you if you actually look at the numbers, I mean, six games in three years is nothing. Uh, two games a year that that's not injury prone. If no. he's if if he's uh uh, I mean, pick anybody else out who's in who, who's somebody who's always getting injured. Tyler, who do we have here? Uh, um, uh, you know, somebody's gonna come to me when I'm not thinking about it. But uh, right, uh, you know, while you're th- thinking,
0: I've found that stat. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. So so this is from Sanjit. T, uh, among inside linebackers that played 150 snaps or more, Jason Cabinda was ranked as the 23rd best inside linebacker out of 109. His grade of 73.5 was just below C.J. Mosley's 73.6 overall grade. So he ranked higher than Roquan Smith. That was the one guy. He went to the Bears. Tremaine Edmonds, Fred Warner, That's the one that went to the 49ers and Rashawn Evans. So all of those guys, he graded out PFF grade-wise better than those guys that were actually drafted. So that's somebody that maybe we found a diamond in the rough. And Reggie, despite all of his flaws, that was something that he brought to the Raiders, was finding those undrafted guys that could come in, play special teams, and then make a difference later right. on, so. Right, that's pretty
1: incredible, especially seeing how what, well, Mosley just got, like, some ridiculous, like, $55 million deal, didn't he? Uh, uh, getting, I mean, yeah, it, Mosley. And that, was, that was a guy that was high on a lot of Raider Nation's list for Oakland to go out and go pick up, but uh, uh, so to have a linebacker who is uh, quite a bit cheaper than a guy like Mosley, but still performing at just about the same level, yeah, that's uh, that you know, that definitely bodes well for the future, I should say, so exciting stuff there, Osemile's gone, and in the wake of that, I kind of wanted to, this segues into my next, what I, the next point I wanted to make, we just found out this afternoon, it's Wednesday afternoon, looks like Cook's going to the Saints, a, a weapon that I was really, really hoping Oakland would be able to keep in town to pair with Antonio Brown, to pair with Tyrell Williams, um, so I am a little bit bummed with the kind. Of, I think we still have Tyler like thirty-two million dollars left, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something and, like
0: that. And that's not that's not taking into account the the uh, draft picks,
1: right? And I, they're
0: they're estimating between ten to fifteen million uh, for for those draft picks. Now that was also I think it's more around ten million now because we right. don't have a third, we don't have a fifth. Uh, we've got the three first, a second. Oh my gosh! A guy from St. John's just hit a like a half court shot. I'm are watching. You, are you watching March? Madness I'm watching over March there. Madness. Where, I am.
1: It, it is the eve of March Madness, so we're we're all a buzz over yes. uh, here up behind the eye patch. We've got our bracket going on. Yeah. Uh, which last I checked, we had close to 20 people. I think up for there the was bracket. 18. Challenge. Yeah. So we're pretty psyched about that, but. Um, Anywho, the fact that we had all this money freed up and we still couldn't bring Cook back into the fold does bum me out a little bit. Um, but, you know, with the addition of Antonio Brown, uh, Tyrell Williams, I think that's going to prove to be a big, big signing. A guy that will immediately upgrade a position like Seth Roberts' position. I mean, that uh, can we all agree that uh, uh, I think it's time for Seth Roberts to go. I think it was yeah, time for him he's to go got, like, two years ago. I think but. he's
0: got, like picks that are incriminating evidence because the guy just sticks around. Like nobody will ever let him go. (laughs) And so he's got to have, he's, I mean, I don't know. I I've seen, I've seen some people say, well, and and I'll quote it's, it's Mo Moton. He's like, he's not the Reggie, the Reggie Nelson of the defense. Like he's serviceable. He blocks. Well, he's not horrid, but man, the guy hangs on like, like a cockroach. like, just in a nuclear holocaust, he's he's the only thing that survives, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's sticking kudos around. Kudos to
0: him. Whatever he does, kudos to him.
1: Right. And, you know, another guy that's been sticking around and, uh, you know, that's Kind of recent news, like we like we touched on earlier, Tyler, uh, Iloka, uh, you know, former Bengals safety, now uh, Viking safety, soon to be probably ex-Viking safety, uh, visiting Oakland here. I haven't seen any reports that he's actually in Oakland. I've heard he's set to visit. Uh, obviously, another person with ties to our defensive coordinator. Um also, twenty-eight years old, if I'm not mistaken. That a guy like that would easily have good three or four years left in the tank, and I that I would not be sad at all to add uh, George Iloka to our to our uh, secondary. That would definitely be an immediate upgrade, in my opinion. What, what what do you think, Tyler?
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think he's six foot four. I was looking at some stats today. He's a six four, uh, like in the low two hundreds. And uh, pretty fast, so I mean, you could stick him on a Travis Kelsey in coverage, right. and and not feel absolutely terrified that that uh, he's just going to get eaten alive. Now we did sign, uh, we haven't mentioned his name, Joiner, uh, Lamarcus right. Joiner, from a safety formerly of the Rams. He was one of the first waves of free agents uh, that we signed, right? Right soon after we traded for Antonio Brown, if I'm not mistaken. I
1: believe you're right.
0: And uh, so he's only five foot eight, and Carl Joseph is five foot ten. So uh, you know that's that's a little scary putting those guys out there on on a six foot five. I think Kelsey six five or six right. six something like that. Right. That's a little that's a little nerve wracking for me. Um, it may be not for other people because Joiner does play the slot quite a bit and, and you know, has good coverage skills. But, I mean, you can have the greatest coverage skills in the world, and when you give up six, six inches to somebody, they can just kind of put it over the top of your head. So that, that's a little concerning, but I, I think Iloka would bring a, uh, just a, a bigger body to put in there, some more length, if you will.
1: Absolutely, and that's something that we're kind of needing, you know, in the secondary. Um, like I said, we're it just—it seems to be getting shorter and shorter in the secondary. And uh, uh, I—that it does. So we'll see. We'll see. I just. <laughs> oh gosh. Anywho, so too but, much you know orange
0: I, vanilla Coke, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that is what I, it will do to you. <laughs>
1: I am excited. I do have to say that we have been making moves in the free agency. We had the money, and, you know, we've seen kind of in the past sometimes that, you know, we we got all this money sitting around, and then nothing happens. And so I'm excited to see Oakland pulling the trigger on some of these deals. We haven't even mentioned Big Brown from Patriots. No, we didn't. He was
0: was like, boom, like, bang. As soon as uh, free agency opened, it was like, trip bound to the Raiders. And we're like, oh, wow, he's a big dude.
1: I'm really excited to see that happen, and uh, uh, it'll it'll be interesting to see, you know, how that develops. Uh, But, you know, we've obviously Penn, we've parted ways with Penn amicably, and I'm excited about that as far as that everything went over well there. I am a bit disappointed with the offensive line that we had there, man. I mean, we had some real bruisers, and we saw – you know, we saw the potential in twenty sixteen, and then after that season, man, it just it was just never the same, and nope, that's just too bad because that was really I felt kind of like a dream team of an offensive line, and yes. uh, uh, kind of a little bit of a waste as far as if you ask me that we weren't able to get more out of that, you know, collectively. Um, but you know, we'll see, we'll see what the future holds. I'm glad that we've shipped uh, John Feliciano on to uh, – he went to the Bills, if I'm not mistaken. To the mistaken. Bills, yeah. He everybody was, the bills. T- everybody was talking about how he's going to replace Sosemile, and I was just scratching my head over here, Tyler, going, what in the world are you talking about? This you guy – You and me both. This guy is a plug and play player, and that's fine. But this isn't a guy that I would pay big money to uh, uh, to jump in on my offensive line, uh, and so I'm glad Oakland felt the same way. However, we still have to contend with Tom Cable being the yes. uh, O line <laughs> coach, and I that makes me a little bit nervous, man. We'll we'll see how that goes, just because I feel like. We don't have a great track record with
0: Tom no. Cable
1: as the uh, as the offensive line coach. But we who has a good track record see. with
0: Tom Cable as the as their uh, offensive line coach? I believe no one you know, is the answer.
1: Right, right, no one, and you know, so yeah, we'll see, we'll see how that goes, see how all that plays out. Um, one other point too, I do have to say is that. Um, uh, you know, there was a while there. I I think we can all agree. I, I think it was a legit shot. We thought we had Le'Veon Bell coming to yes. Oakland. And I thought, I'll be honest with you, I thought it was pretty much a done deal. I thought I thought it was happening when I heard that, uh, who else was in play? I think it was the 49ers. Was it the 49ers? Uh,
0: the the Jets the- were in play and uh, the Raiders were in play. Oh, the, uh, the Ravens, Ravens, the Ravens. I, when the the, Ravens. I heard the
1: Ravens went out and got Ingram, I thought, here we go. Because at the time, I hadn't heard the Jets making a – well, they had made a play. But from last I had heard is that, that he had kind of lost interest because they gave him a deadline to, to have an answer by. Right. And, he, and I heard that he didn't like that. Well, apparently, money talks, Tyler. and so Apparently. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. allegedly it
0: does, yes.
1: Well, in the long run, he uh, he did not uh, do himself any favors sitting out last year. What uh, what was the deal? He could have got like seventy million or something from the Steelers. Instead, now he's sitting on like fifty five million or something. I mean, it, yeah it was, something it's like, like a- that. It's not half, but I mean, he lost out on a few million dollars. We'll put it that way. um uh, and I think what he out. was
0: going for was more guaranteed money, which he got with the Jets. But overall, like as it wasn't as lucrative as it could have been. there was more money guaranteed to him, but okay. it wasn't it wasn't like the same, uh, I don't know, like it wasn't as lucrative. It wasn't it didn't give him as much money but it gave him more guaranteed money. So did uh, the did the sitting out really change much? I, I guess it's like sixes. Like he saves a year on his body, but he's also been out a year. So, right. you know, I I don't know so much about that uh whether it, that I, was I, good I, or not.
1: I do think it's a good pickup for the Jets though because I think with Sam Darnold over there I do think he's going to be a good young quarterback for the Jets for a lot of years to come and uh he's got this new weapon now that he can uh he can toss the ball to so I you know I feel like we're kind of heading for the olden days man if the Raiders start to, if we put a team together here you know we got that old I I remember watching uh oh what was his name uh was it Cunningham was that his name Manningham the old Jets uh, quarterback uh young blonde guy blonde hair uh it was like cunningham or manningham oh, no, or something it was uh you know who i'm talking about
0: yeah it starts with the
1: uh, ah i forget his name but there were some good pennington.
0: games chad pennington, pennington. yes
1: chad pennington man that that but Holy cow! Me, I
0: had to dust off some cobwebs for yeah, that. Yeah,
1: dude. Uh, but that kind of is what it's it, we're starting to we're head towards. I feel like it's like that old. We're kind of dusting off the cobwebs on some of these old rivalries. Like you know, I remember watching the Raiders and the Jets, and 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 uh, Pennington giving Oakland problems. And so I I think uh, that would be fun to see again. Kind of see it. Uh, Come full circle and and watch these uh these these kind of maybe not rivalry games but some good uh, some bad blood be renewed here amongst right. these teams and these all these teams like the Raiders like the Jets who have been down for so long you know start to kind of you know recycle themselves back up to the top and uh, heaven knows we're due for it man Raider you know who
0: doesn't recycle back up to the top and that's the Miami Dolphins <laughs> they are just they aren't they just, just tread like water pathetic. Out,
1: yeah, they just tread water a lot. And it's like, kind of
0: like the no offense to my brother, but it's just kind of like the Bengals. Like, right? They're right. they're decent enough, but even I mean, so so the the Dolphins went out. They traded Tannehill to the Titans, which is a good move. You needed to right. get rid of that bum like two years ago. Yeah, but they, you know, they had just given him like pretty good money. I think they signed him to an offer. Or, it was a pretty did they give him an deal. extension. It was fairly lucrative, and that was two years ago. And they were like, "Nope, this is our guy. We're riding with him." And then they went and they traded him uh, to the Titans. He renego- like the Titans were like, "We're not paying you that type of money." So right, they renegotiated a deal. But then they went out and signed Ryan Fitzmagic, and so it's like people were like, "Well, this is the curse of Ryan Ryan <laughs> Fitzmagic," <laughs> right. is the fact that he keeps you afloat to ruin your draft picks right like, he, he he does just enough to <laughs> to to take away the bet you know the higher draft pick he keeps you from tanking just enough and that is his curse <laughs> so uh, you know that's that's one thing as well that i i if we're going into the draft and i'm i'm kind of creating a segue here perhaps i like
1: it i like it
0: uh, uh Maybe you look at the Dolphins trading up into those top few picks to grab a guy that they may be like uh, a Haskins, a yep. Kyler Murray. I, I honestly think, and I'm, I'm going to say there's going to be two Oklahoma quarterbacks taken number one, two years in a row. I really think that Josh Rosen's time in Arizona after a year is done And I could see him ending up in Washington or somewhere like that, a place that needs a new quarterback. So anyway, that's my two cents. But maybe the Dolphins trade up uh, to that number four spot. Maybe there's somebody they like and we get some more draft capital out of that. I don't know. But. You know,
1: you heard it here first, and I think this is just a big fit. I think Haskins and Miami. You, I, I, taught, I, was talking with you about it before the pod, but I, I don't know. It just, it feels right. I feel I can see Haskins in a Miami Dolphin uniform, and I just, I think, uh, I think the Cardinals will will snag uh, Kyler Murray, and uh, I could see. I'm not. I'm sorry. I think the card. Did I say Cardinals? I think yeah. it's said Card- Cardinals. Cardinals would draft Kyler Murray. And I right. see the Dolphins. Uh, like you said, I could see them make you know moving up and making that play for Haskins. So wouldn't surprise me anyway. But yeah, Bengals, Dolphins, they're those teams that are like they're not bad every year to where, you know, they're kind of the butt of the joke, you know, the the butt of jokes in the NFL. But they're never you know, once every six years, you know, they'll win a couple extra games and go, you know, nine and seven or ten and six. And people are like, well, you know, this is a team that maybe could make a, you know, um, AFC title run or NFC title run or, you know, and then it's and then it's oh, nope, never mind out in the first round, you know, kind of a thing. And or oh just miss the playoffs again, you know, or both teams start the year strong. You know, I think I think the Bengals did the same thing. They started like two and zero, three and zero, and it was like, "Hey, here we go," you know, looking good. And then you know they ended. What did they end the year? Bengals ended was eight and eight, even seven again. I don't um, even.
0: I think it was less than that, like seven and nine or something. Yeah. Maybe. I,
1: so anyhow, yeah, poor. I, I kind of feel. I, I start to feel almost more sorry for those fan bases than I do for like the Cleveland Browns, just because this this run of mediocrity just has to kill you as a fan. It's like. We're almost there, man. Why can't we get over this hump? You know, it's like if you're bad, at least you're just bad and you know you're bad. Right. You don't, you know, you don't have any expectation of getting any better. But when right. you're at this like 8 and 8, 9 and 7 nonsense, it's like what what does it take for a person to win a couple more games around this place? You know what I'm saying? It's like what 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 does it take to snag the number 1 seed here? You know, what right. do we need to do to win two more games out of our season? I'm tired of 8 and 8. I'm tired of 9 and 7. But anyhow, I'm done yes. with that. Title. I'm done. Well, Any and here. it's
0: like it's like you know I've heard rumors of people trade or uh, the Bengals going uh, and getting rid of Andy Dalton. And it's like, man, yeah, maybe you just blow it up and and you know they've got a really I good think running it's back, right? Yeah, they've got a good running back. They've got a good wide receiver in AJ Green, and you know that just kind of makes me wonder. Well, what is holding him back? Maybe it is Andy Dalton. Maybe the Red Rifle has has you know it's just shooting blanks or something i don't right, know but right
1: and i really hope we're not going to have the same conversation in a couple years with Carr. and that's what's <laughs> got me a little it does have me a little worried because like you know we we have had i feel like legitimate excuses for car for The past few years between injuries and then last year, just not having. I mean, they we barely had a body for him to throw to last year.
0: Well, and we barely um, had a body to block for him, too.
1: Exactly, exactly. And we've we've seen you know, we've gotten tastes of how good car can be. I don't want that to be the his story, though. You know what I'm saying? I want, like we talked about, there's no excuse anymore this season, you know, Tyrell Williams. Arguably the best receiver in NFL, Antonio Brown. I still think Oakland. You know, Oakland's gonna go get a top tier tight end or wide right receiver. Maybe I think they both. Get both. Right. Maybe both. With uh with uh with Cook now leaving the building. You know, we still have uh we still have Doug Martin. Jalen Richard, you know, perhaps Marshawn Lynch. I'm really excited to see this young man, Chris Warren, the third from Texas. Who yep. knows? Jay Ajayi's still out there in free agency. He could probably be got for cheap now if you yep. wanted Coming to give him a ACL. try. Yep. Right. Right. He's he could produce. We've seen that. Um. Uh, but there's just really. This offensive line's really coming together as well. You're going to have uh, our, uh, our OT first overall pick or first pick last year, Martin. He'll have a season under his belt. So there really aren't any excuses this Miller. year. I feel like for I'm sorry, Miller. Did I say Martin? Yeah, I'm Martin. I'm yeah. thinking. I Mar- think I, I'm thinking. Uh, Cowboys is what I'm thinking. It's, I, it's okay. My problem. Um. Uh. But Miller. Um. And so really, there there are no excuses for Carr this year. It, the, I think this is you know this will be a second year under gruden now as well. uh i think it's time to prove it and i think we need to see that. now i'm not talking 12 and 4, but i'm thinking at least we're making a push for the playoffs this year. i think it's i'm i'm not talking i don't know if i'd be happy with four or five wins. i'm talking seven wins, eight wins like yeah. gosh, we just missed. if we had a made that or you know if we'd have stopped him on that last drive back in week ten, you know, we'd have been nine and seven and and in a position. You know what it's gonna be, Mike?
0: It's gonna be if Perfect wouldn't have gone head first into the quarterback. (laughs) Don't say that. Don't say that.
1: I know, right? If
0: Perfect would have done this, if Perfect wouldn't have uh speared somebody into the (laughs) into the ground, if he wouldn't have back you know body slammed him reverse suplexed them that would be we would have won and we would have made the playoffs and then many people in Raider Nation would get their revenge which has been very prevalent this week my goodness that was a divisive signing I will tell you that as the Twitter man that was a divisive signing you were either super (laughs) stoked on that or you were about ready to go throw down with everybody on twitter like holy moly <laughs> that well, was you know, the, that the, was something like i'd never seen that before it was like it, it was a divisive line it, it was totally yes i'm super stoked he here he's here or what in the sam hill are the raiders thinking bringing in that moron and it, there was no in between it was just very gung-ho for or i'm want to go knife him myself so we can't play for the Raiders
1: (laughs) and I can honestly I can see a little bit of both sides because here's the thing I think of first perfect he's got that mean and nastiness that you want in a linebacker and that's just that reminds me of a a Raider linebacker that's what Oakland needs Oakland needs some of that nasty at linebacker however we I mean the last thing uh, Oakland doesn't have a problem losing games as we've established the past 16 years. You know, we don't need just another reason, you know, another excuse for why we lost games. And I could see that, man. I could see, you know, I I, I could see perfect. I could see why people are are worried and skeptical about him costing Oakland games in the future with dirty hits or, or maybe not even just dirty hits. Maybe just, you know playing way too physical in an NFL that is now kind of gone a little bit soft. Let's be honest. Um, So not being, you know, perfect, not being able to adjust to this new NFL that we have now, whether you like it or not, that's how it is right now in the NFL. Um, So I I could see where you'd be worried and going, gosh, like I said, we don't, we're, we we know how to give up game winning touchdown drives or field goals i mean we we about lost to the should have lost to the steelers last year because they had like 22 seconds left and drove the length of the field and had like a 29 yard field goal to make or 32 yard field goal to make i mean that's ridiculous um uh but so i could see where you'd be a little bit worried with Perfect, and now maybe that's another excuse for a loss or two here and there so um but again like i said i feel like at the end of the day, though, it's still a fairly low risk with a potential high reward for, once again, man, that linebacker position has killed Oakland in the past, and, and we got to address it. And we've addressed it a little bit in the offseason, but I think it still needs to be addressed in the draft, which brings us, Tyler, if you're ready. Brrr, I think we need to um, uh, throw down, since we no longer have a third uh, pick, in the draft. I think we should just throw down a two-round mock draft simulator. What do you, what say you?
0: Yes. Let me uh, get that pulled up on my phone. Not a worry. Not
1: a worry. Now, we use FanSpeak, Raider Nation, for this. And this is just basically, we play GM. And I here's another divisive thing. There's some people out there that just absolutely hate mock drafts. Tyler, I don't know if... Uh,
0: I know. Uh, they hate them with and it's fiery nothing. passion.
1: It's like, look, just chill out. It's just a fun thing to do. It's just... I don't look at anybody's mock draft. I have seen some really ridiculous mock drafts. Oh, I'm not looking goodness. at anybody's mock draft like, oh, my word, you know, the sky is falling. It's like, look, everybody. I mean, uh, th- th- these when guys I have to Drew write something.
0: Locke, when I see Drew <laughs> Locke picked at number four, I lose my mind.
1: Right, right. Don't I, you?
0: I will admit that I have lost my mind on things like that, like Kyler Murray to the Raiders right. at four and... Drew Locke, and I've even seen Dwayne Haskins. I'm like, are you for real people? Come on. And the only, like,
1: and I don't even lose my mind because because of the pick like that. I lose, I think I get more upset. It's because can Mike Mayock and John Gruden make it any more clear that there's rolling with Derek Carr? Yet some anal- analysts, so called analysts out there, apparently hasn't picked up on that and is still like, well, I see an Oakland picking a quarter. you know, I, Picking Haskins with the fourth overall pick. And I'm just like, do you need any more science? Do we need to take Carr and just like beat you upside the head with him and say, he is staying for another season, you Nimrod? You, you really know?
0: think that they're going to piss off Antonio Brown by right. getting rid of Derek Carr, who he like, wanted to play with? Yeah. For some kid that hasn't even played in the NFL, you really think. That's, that gonna that's take, a good idea this year.
1: Right. And it's going to take two or three years to develop. So by the time he's he's playing at a high level, Antonio Brown's heading out the door. I mean, come on. So, so I think that's why I get more upset. It's like somebody hasn't done their homework here with this pick. And, and yeah, you're getting paid to do this? Like, you're getting paid for me to click on this link and, and read? Like, God. come on. Like, put a little more research into it. A little more effort. A little
0: effort. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. So anywho. So who's so who's draft board are we using for this?
1: Let's see who's got the late. The thing that uh, FanSpeak does, Raider Nation, is they update their big boards periodically with who they think is going to go, how free agency has turned out. So they try to match up, you know, teams' needs uh, as closely as possible. I'm either looking at Matt Miller's Bleacher like or big board. I like that board. One. Let's do it. Let's do Matt Miller's big board. So we're going to use that in our mock draft simulator. We're just going to do the first two rounds. So we're just going to do four picks. Which, dude, that stuff's got me hyped, man. Four picks in the top thirty-five is, picks. Are you kidding I wish, me?
0: I wish we could do like a party. Like somehow, I don't know. That would be that would be cool. That's for off air, anyways. <laughs> yes. I am so, excited. 4 picks in the top 35 and that may be more come, you know, depending on how draft day or even prior to draft day works out, you know, we may have more or less picks than that. So Right, right. So I use FanSpeak Steve. He's the
1: one this they you can also use like who people have uh, decided what your needs are, which team's needs are uh, in the draft. And then, then we always set the difficulty on difficult because life isn't easy, Because Tyler. life
0: is difficult.
1: Right, right. So, Tyler, are you ready to rock and roll? Can I can I let the draft begin?
0: Yes, mine has begun.
1: Awesome. All right. So GM Tyler and GM oh, Micah. Oh, I have, love
0: uh, this. Have, I am excited. The stage. So, All right. So first, first pick in mine, okay. Kyler Murray. Wow. Who is yours.
1: Dude, I, I'm a little bit bummed. Uh, Quinn and Williams was the first pick in mine. Oh,
0: really? Right. Number two was Nick Boza. How about you? Dude, Nick Boza was the same for me as well. And number three?
1: Dude, Josh Allen's gone. Josh Allen's gone. So, like, our top three players that I would want with the fourth pick are gone for me. This is going to be tough.
0: Okay. Here's mine, and it's easy, and it's simple. Kyler Murray, Nick Boza, Quinn and Williams. I'm taking Josh Allen. I don't care what to. anybody else says.
1: I love it. I don't think care. Josh Allen would would step in immediately for Oakland, and 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 uh, he would be an immediate impact player on that defensive line. And I would love 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 that pick for the Oakland Raiders. Um, can I just
0: you, can I read you something just real fast about Josh it. Allen? Let go me get it. to uh, our home our profile on Twitter. Uh, I'm, it's not very far down there. I just retweeted it. Not okay. Oh, dang it. No, that's not the one.
1: I tell you what, I'm going to anyway. So,
0: so go ahead. Josh Allen won the best linebacker in the nation award. Wow. He won the best defensive player in the sec award the only major award he did not win last year was the Heisman trophy. Wow. I mean, that wow. is that is somebody hang what everybody else thinks of him. I like the guy. Right. Right. And I think he can I think he can put on a little bit more mass, a little bit more weight, muscle. You get him in the weight room on the in the off season. But even even as a rookie, I think he steps in and makes a difference. Now, I'm not saying he's Khalil Mack and's gonna have 12 and a half sacks. I'm saying he makes a difference. You've got Key, and we've signed some other defensive end from the Giants. Uh, Moro, I think, is how you say his last name. Those are the only two defensive ends we have on our roster all right. at all. And so, there's no way that he doesn't come in and make, you know, make a difference in that. Absolutely. In that role. So, anyway, I'm off my soapbox. I take Josh Allen.
1: I like it. Now, here's my conundrum because uh, here, here are my picks Devin White, linebacker from LSU, running back Josh Jacobs, Alabama, who for whatever reason keeps climbing up the draft boards, uh, or Rashawn Gary, defensive lineman from Michigan. Now, I, going kind of back, I, I still think we need help at linebacker. If I'm Oakland, I would not pick. Devin White this high in the draft however I cannot trade back during the draft simulator Rashawn Gary I feel like that's he, there are still that high I don't like taking him I know there are a lot of people really high on him and he seems to have gotten a lot of hype I am not buying it though so for the sake of this draft I'm gonna go linebacker Devin White for the fourth overall pick just because Quinton Williams Bosa and um uh and Josh Allen are all gone So I'm going to address the linebacker position, go Devin White. He can step in immediately and uh, help our linebacking core out. And we've got finally a coverage linebacker. Hallelujah. Yes.
0: Hey, hallelujah.
1: (laughs) All right. So we're mocking through here, getting to pick 24. Tyler, are you ready with your 24th overall pick?
0: Yes, I am. And it is another no-brainer. I have TJ Hawkinson, the tight end from Iowa, sitting there. I am taking him. Uh, at the number 24 overall pick.
1: I like it. Now, this is interesting because Rashawn Gary has now dropped. Uh, He is still on the board at 24. Whoa. That which, um, gosh, that's tempting, man. It really is tempting. Let me look at the other edge players here because there are some. uh, Jalen Ferguson, Uh, I think that might be a a solid pickup. There's also, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, O'Shane is it Jimenez Jimenez from Old Dominion I kind of like that player but you know what I'm gonna go with 24 you know what I'll try Uh, now dude I can't I can't take Rashawn Gary I'm gonna go same as you and I hate to double up here but I'm gonna go TJ Hawkinson from Iowa as well with Cook gone we do need another threat at the tight end position and you know what burners
0: the the thing I like about him is not Sorry, too much orange vanilla Coke. Uh, (laughs) Not not only does he block very well, he also runs routes and catches the ball very well. And I think that that fits John Gruden's style and his offense a lot better than just Cook who lines up in the slot or doesn't block very much. I think that's the knock against Cook is that he just didn't block as well. I think what Gruden wants, and heaven knows, because you know I'm, I have a podcast, so that makes me the authority on everything. <laughs> uh, I, I think he go. I, I think he's looking for somebody uh, that that can do both of those things well. We've got Smith that blocks well, catches a few touchdown passes, but doesn't is not really a threat in the passing game. And then we've got Waller and Paul uh, Paul Butler. And, right. you know, th- they're just like, I think TJ Hawkinson is another guy that steps in and just makes a, a real difference, becomes like a, a security blanket of sorts, if you will.
1: Right, right. So... Now, at the 27th pick, this is interesting, man, because uh, Rashawn Gary from Michigan is still here. I, I feel okay with taking him now because I've covered the tight end. I've covered linebacker. Oakland still needs, unless we go out and maybe sign, you know, Ziggy from Detroit, which still is possible because he's still out there. Um, Ziggy,
0: Ziggy, Ziggy.
1: Um, we still we need help at the defensive end position. And uh, Rashawn Gary can play both D tackle and defensive end, so... Um, I'll take him with the 27th overall pick
0: as GM Micah over here. I like it. I like it. Uh, As GM Tyler, let me just tell you who I have on the board still. I've got Taylor Rapp, the safety from Washington is a name I like. A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf are both there. Uh, Jonathan Abram from Mississippi State, he's a safety that's been climbing some boards recently, um, is there. Rocky sin the cornerback from Temple, is there, uh, and Nikhil Harry and Nasir Adderley are are both there. Adderley being the uh, the defensive back from Delaware. Delaware, yes, Delaware. Um, man, I I saw I Temple had their pro day. I it was either Monday or Tuesday, uh, and. Rocky Sin was the talk of that. I think I'm going to take Rocky Sin, cornerback, out of Temple.
1: I like it. I like it. Now, I, this is tough. Well, actually, so so first round, let's just round it out. Uh, first pick, I've got linebacker Devin White. Second pick, tight end TJ Hawkinson. Third pick, defensive lineman, Rashawn Sean Gary. That rounds
0: out my first round. Tyler, give us a synopsis. Uh, Josh Allen, defensive end. TJ Hawkinson, tight end. And Rocky Sin, cornerback out of Temple.
1: I like your pick so far. I, I like your mock way better than mine just because I don't like linebacker Devin White that high. However, that's just those were the cards that were dealt to me. On right. to round two. Dude, this is tough. Now, Raider Nation, I, I'm, I'm really high on Nikhil Harry, wide receiver from... Uh, Uh, From Arizona The uh, Sun Devils over there Uh, But dude Tyler uh, DK Metcalf is still On the board and just Because of I think honestly The hype I I mean Duh his his combine was Ridiculous Um, and The shirtless pictures of this Just massive dude obviously (laughs) Seemed to be helping his stock like crazy However senior year I think he only played in five games If I'm not mistaken I think um, that
0: was only his junior year his, last or, year.
1: Or his junior year. And we compared the stats between Nikhil Harry and uh, DK Metcalf. And Nikhil Harry, if you were just to go off of purely stat bases, just blew him out of the water. Yeah. And and while I know the hype chain is big on DK Metcalf, man, I, I would have to say with my second pick in this draft, I would go with the proven talent of Nikhil Harry. Still a big-bodied wide receiver for Carr to get the ball to. I don't think you're sacrificing too much frame there with going like a guy with Nikhil Harry. In fact, I'll look that up. But uh, I'm going to go with Nikhil Harry with my with the 35th overall pick in the uh, NFL draft as GM of the Oakland Raiders.
0: That's a, I, I like that pick. And I have A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf. I also still have Jonathan Abram. Um but, see, this is this is probably going to change. And if we sign Iloka, we probably don't have to look at the safety position uh, as much as we were thinking at the beginning of the season. Like, I really like Deontay Thompson, the safety out of Alabama. Um, and maybe we don't have to look there. So, I've got the big names for me that I like are Nikhil Harry, Adderley is still there, Hakeem nice. Butler, is still there. The wide receiver from Iowa State, Mac Wilson, is there. And then down towards the bottom of my screen, I'm seeing Jalen Ferguson and I'm seeing edge rusher O'Shane Jimenez. Um, it makes it difficult to decide. I'm glad I'm not Mike Mayock because it's like Dude, how do you, like, I guess you just, you have to go with, you know, your board, your big board and who you've got ranked above people and and all that stuff. Uh, GM Tyler is going to make the same pick that you made, and I'm sorry, but I'm going to kill Harry as well. Um, The wide receiver out of Arizona Arizona State.
1: I like it I like it and again I think for me at the end of the day with that pick is just the proven talent there you know I, I Nikhil Harry's put up some big numbers for Arizona State now you could say yeah smaller school he's gonna do a lot better um uh and you know maybe you have an argument there I don't know but I, I look looking here Nikhil Harry's 6'4 DK Metcalf 6'5 so as far as Big body goes. You're not giving. It's not like you're dropping from six five to six two. And it's like, well, you know, I've often wanted a big frame for Carr to be able to throw the ball. You know, a big body for Carr to get the ball to. We kind of saw a sneak peek of it when we had uh, 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 Andre Holmes. You know, right, Carr was right. able to throw the ball up to him, and Holmes was able to just go up and snag it. And I'd love to see that again. As somebody that down the sideline, Carr could just hawk that ball up and have a big body. Honestly. I, if we got DK Metcalf instead, I, I wouldn't be crying about it. Um, especially,
0: unless... especially at that second round pick, like yes, at number four, I will pitch a fit. Uh, right, right. Later, no first round, second round, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I just know, don't want him at four.
1: No, you know, if he's there at 24, 27 and we take him, uh, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, it's a need we still need it I love Antonio Brown I love Tyrell Williams but we still need some younger receivers so um I'll take it absolutely all day I mean having Antonio Brown one side and DK Metcalf or Nikhil Harry on the other I like that because I think both those players step
0: in and are impact players immediately so dude so here's I like I just messed I, I I messed up I I swiped Swiped right, I guess, in in uh, Tinder terms. Not that I've ever been on there, but I hear that a lot. And uh, so it started the draft over. The first pick was Kyler Murray. Second pick was Quinn and Williams. The third pick was Jonah Williams, the offensive tackle to the Jets. Wow. So that leaves Nick Boza and Josh Allen.
1: Ooh, Who conundrum, are you taking? Conundrum. Dude, again, I'm I'll telling I'll tell you right now, because it's proven talent, because I've seen it, and I've, I've watched it all year. I'm going to take Josh Allen, man. I'm going to take it all day long. And, and because he's such a difference maker, and he's got – Josh, he, he can play all over the field. He consumes a side of the field with his length and his speed. He is that prototype Mac-type player. But I think he's more athletic than Mac in the fact that – in the sense that if, if he needs to drop and cover a flat, I think he can get there quicker than a Khalil right. Mack could. Khalil Mack is a pure get-after-the-quarterback's candy rear. You know what I'm saying? Right. Let I know him exactly ju-
0: what you're saying. That was a pin rock pin reference for those who missed it.
1: Pin his ear backs and let you know, and let him fly after the quarterback. Don't ask Mac to drop back into coverage. If you if and I would say the same thing is for Josh Allen. But you know what? If you are dialing up some fancy blitz with some linebackers, some stunts, and uh, you needed him to drop back and cover, you know, cover a flat, I feel more confident in in his ability as an athlete to do that than I do in Nick Bosa. So, I yeah. like his range of ability over Nick Bosa personally.
0: How about you? Are you taking Bosa or are you taking Allen? I don't know, man. I, that's, that's, a, that's a tough one for me. Like I, allegedly, Vic Tafer has seen the Raiders uh, draft board because he said that Nick Bosa is their number one player on their draft board. I don't know how, no, how he knows that, uh, but allegedly, he does. Wow. And so it wouldn't surprise me to see them take Nick Boza, but I I think you broke it down very well in terms of he, Josh Allen can do more. He can, he, he can drop into the flat, you know, on that zone blitz or something. That's what he can do. And so, you know, that is very tempting to take him there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know yeah. what I'm. Yeah. That's why I'm not Mike Mayock nor John Gruden <laughs> is because I don't make those types of decisions. But I, I can see your point. I also see the point of taking the consensus number one player in the draft. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you do. I probably go Josh Allen too, just because he's more versatile.
1: At the end of the day, if Kyler Murray goes number one overall, Oakland will n- Oakland will have to work extremely hard. To lose with that fourth yes. overall pick because you will either have Quinn and Williams, Nick Bosa or Josh Allen, three players that are automatic impact players for whoever they're going, you know, whatever team picks them. So Oakland would have to really try hard and and pick a. Devin White, and you would just be going, are you kidding, you know, over a Quinn and Williams or a Josh Allen, and you're just sitting there going, are you kidding me? You know, yeah. or trade back, or be like, no, you know, we don't really think that highly of Quinn and Williams or Josh Allen, so we'll trade back. And I guess, you know, if that happens, I guess I have to trust the, pro- trust the process, but right. I don't see it happening. I, I well, think if, with Kyler Murray, if he does go number one, Oakland's set, Oakland's man, they're set.
0: Yeah. Because Yeah, like you said, because then, you know, and I could even see somebody else like a Washington or a Miami or even the Giants, maybe maybe they think somebody is going to move up in front of them to take who they want at quarterback. Right. And, and uh, as Twitter says, um, the Giants are very, very interested in Dwayne Haskins. They have taken him out to dinner. They have wined and dined him uh several times and they've done the most research on him so you know maybe they feel pressure from somewhere deeper in the draft the Redskins or the or the Dolphins and they move up and take him and then you're left you know you're left with your pick of it could be Williams it could be Boza and realistically it could be Allen any of those three so right right you know that's that's Not a bad spot to be in if you're a Raiders GM, coach, fan, whatever you may be. That's a good spot to be in.
1: Yep, yep. And you know, we'll put that. Well, let's put that question to Raider Nation. If if something happens and Bosa and Josh Allen are both there, I want to know what the nation thinks. Who do you pick? Who do you pick? I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling it's going to be slight edge to Bosa just because he's the most recognized name. In the draft, I would say besides yeah. maybe a Kyler Murray, but uh, I want to see what the people think. Let's let's see what Raider Nation says about that. Um, so, uh, any Well, that covers the draft, man. I can't believe we're like a month away. I mean, we're I legit, know. like it's four exciting. weeks out, I, and and with all these picks, the talent we've been able to accrue in free agency, and still have these four picks in in the first thirty five picks of the draft. That's just it's kind of mind blowing right now. Now there's there are still some names out there to be had. But I don't see any names out there that Oakland's going to give up any of these four picks for. You know, like like the Antonio Brown, so, right? Or or Lev Bell. You know, any of those. Those are all gone. The rest of these are. You know, maybe you give up a, you know, a second rounder in 2019 or something like that. You know, maybe you know, or or you know, I don't even think there's that kind of a player out there. Um, the one one player I do say, Tyler, I would really like to see Oakland uh, snag that's still left in free agency. Uh, besides Iloka, I would love to see them get Iloka, but I do think if we could get him at a decent price, I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on, uh, Ziggy Ansa uh, or on, or is it Ansa? Ansa I think it's, yep. I think it's Ansa. Um, you know, I, I would not mind, uh, Oakland giving that a try. We've got the money for it, you know? Um, I, and we need, Lord knows they need help allegedly, Tyler, at defensive <laughs> end. That's, that's the rumor
0: anyway. Uh, I don't so know if you know not. this, but we traded Khalil Mack last year.
1: Is that Oh, that's right, which has right. now been awarded as the headiest move uh, yes. in the whole NFL. So I'm pretty stoked about that. I, You know what? We talked about it, Tyler. We talked about this way back when all of this was going on. I said, I think there are going to be a lot of people that start because, I mean, you you saw it all season. It was fun to pile on Gruden. And, oh, what a joke the Raiders are. And what a joke Gruden is. And, oh, the game is past him. And, I mean, we heard it all. I mean, we're not here at all. I mean, it was everything. But yep, I'll tell you we what. Did. It's starting to come full circle a little bit, and now it's starting to look at, well, you know, gosh, the Bears lost their first was the first game in the play. You know, Khalil Mack didn't even have a sack in that first. You know, in their in their five playoff tackles. Game. five tackles, five tackles, and it was like, oh, okay. I mean, that's a yeah. player that you pay that kind of money to. Uh, well, should have a clear- little little bit more of an impact in a, on a game than right. uh, than what he did.
0: Yeah, and- we we clear. I mean, we cleared in theory, $90 million in cap over the next several years. Wow. And, you know, all these... The thing that I will give to the Raiders on these on these contracts is after 2020, you cut a guy, there is no dead cap space at all. That's Joyner, that is uh, Trent Brown, um, and, and I think Antonio Brown maybe as well. Maybe his isn't that way, but... There's not much dead dead cap space money. It's they're very well written contracts. Yes, Trent Brown, I think in the second year in his first year in Vegas would make like twenty-one million dollars as a tackle, which is unreal. Right. But you know, if you look at it, they wrote it, they wrote those contracts with some built in safety nets as well. If they don't prefer perform well year one, they give them another year. They don't perform well in year two. They're safe to cut them, and that's that's very wise, very astute on their part.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, we're starting to see, like, a lot of those old mistakes that you would have seen Oakland make in the past – you know, not happening. You know, Oakland would have given like a first and a second round pick for Antonio Brown. Yes, you know, they would have. five, six years ago, and it's not happening. And you know, we're sweating bullets over here, going, "Okay, what do we get? Which one are we giving up, gentlemen? The twenty fourth or the twenty seventh? Maybe the twenty fourth and the thirty fifth? You know, I could see that happening, or the twenty fourth and the third round pick. And instead, right. it's just a third and a fifth. I'm like, wow, this isn't you know, this isn't the Raiders of old, that's for sure. Um, while we're still picking up. You know another name we failed to mention, J.J. Nelson. You know one of the fastest receivers in the combine, who had a splashy year or two with the Cardinals. Um, I just think that between the the revolving door at quarterback over there in Arizona and uh, the big body Larry Fitzgerald, I just don't think there's there was enough to go around there. Uh, So. I mean, you stick him in the slot where Seth Roberts was. This this receiving core, as far as speed goes, would make Al Davis proud. That's for oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. Without giving up what Al Davis, I think, would have given up to get <laughs> all of this. Because Al Davis probably would have given up, like, you know, a second round for Tywell Williams and then maybe a third rounder for uh, J.J. Nelson. And we'd all been sitting over here, like, going. Like, like in in me, world. right? Right, right. So times do seem to be a change in here uh, in Oakland, and I am excited to see what Mayock and Gruden can put together here. So
0: Absolutely, yeah. And, and you know, the, the other thing about uh, some of these players, the J.J. Nelson signing, even the perfect signing, they may not be – I think Williams was the other contract I was trying to think of that was built in a safety net. Um but anyway, Perfect and um, J.J. Nelson, I don't think they're due any guaranteed money. They're not guaranteed to even be on the roster, kind right. of 53-man roster. So I think we need to pump our brakes a little bit. I see Perfect as, as a teacher. Uh, some people will say that he's a cancer in the locker room. I I mean, if he plays mean and he... And, you know, I don't like the cheap shots. That's what does end careers. Headshots, things like that, not okay. Um but you know, if he, if freaking Travis Kelsey is going across the middle and Burfick just lays some lumber on him, I I don't know anybody in Raider Nation that's going to be opposed to that, do you? Right.
1: No, I think I think Raider Nation might uh might uh appreciate that. Uh, right. As, as time goes on. So speaking of speaking of uh, Kansas City, man, the whole fiasco now with Tyree kill under investigation stuff. What's That's up with right. them? The, what, what is I, up with that over there? What, what are they? What's in the water in Kansas City, man? They, they I seem don't know. To- they like
0: to beat women, which yeah. is un- and kids, which is unfortunate. I mean, yeah. really not even all joking aside, like you've got you Hill, who's allegedly broken his th- child's arm. And then you've got Hunt, who obviously kicked a lady, uh, pushed her down, and you know caused some ruckus. But you know, it, it's it's the NFL needs to just lay a hammer down. And I thought they had when Ray Rice was banned forever. Right. But I mean, you're seriously gonna let Hunt back in with the Browns just because he's good? Like. It, I don't know, and Tyreek Hill may get a pass too, and you know, it, I'm. It just doesn't make sense to me. You kick one player out for domestic violence, and, and then you ban, you know, you ban, uh, Adrian Peterson a year for spanking his kid. Yeah, granted, he used a switch. Uh, you know, it. it if you break a kid's arm, isn't that worse than using a switch to teach your to you know, spank your son. son. Yeah. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. I I don't, yeah. It's so topsy turvy nowadays. I feel like in the NFL, it it, there's between the softness of play that all of a sudden it seems like, you know, the the NFL just is the landscape of the NFL is looking totally different. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out because I don't think we've seen the end of this uh, topsy, this roller coaster that we're on right now. I think it's going to get either crazier or they're going to have to start you know, I don't know what the answers are, but I just think that uh, with with how soft we're going now with play and how we treat players, look, the NF the football's a violent sport. Anybody who's played it knows that. And anybody who goes into the NFL, I don't think doesn't not understand what they're getting into. and I think at some point we're just gonna have to understand that look, this is a violent sport that these players get compensated heavy money for playing. And we're gonna have to leave it at that. Now I'm not saying all things go, but I think that right. that that this you know oh his hand touched the quarterback's head automatic 15 yards, and if he does that again, he's ejected from the game. You know that kind of stuff is like okay this this is starting to get ridiculous, and I think if if I yeah you know, I I don't know I think you'll start losing the fan base if if this gets any crazier than it has. I mean we saw that you know, with Tom Brady, it it was just perceived the replay. The hand never even hit his head, but it looked like it did. Flag comes out 15 yards, extended that drive, you know? And it's like, when will this happen? You know, well, I mean, that was, I think that was a, um, that was, I think that was a playoff game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was Um,
0: against the Chiefs.
1: Right. So, so, you know, when these things start happening over and over like that, uh, in, in games that matter, where it's like, it really, you know, his his hand touched the quarterback's helmet and, you know, that extended the drive and they ended up kicking the game-winning field goal and that's what we're going to call, you know, winning the game. Uh, I think the NFL's going to have to figure something out fast because, like I said, with the with these domestic violence issues, they can't decide whether it's important or not because they're back and forth. It's like they flip a coin. Do we ban them or do we give them a four-game suspension,
0: you know? Yeah. Uh, and It'll be – it's weird. I think if you're found guilty of – of doing that to me there's just no place like Greg Hardy should have never been let back in the NFL I don't care like you assault a woman with you know firearms on your bed like that there's no place for that there there should be no second chance from stupidity like that and you know they can blame it on CTE they can blame it on whatever they want to but at the end of the day like you're a man, you have to be accountable for your actions. And that right. is just, it's not okay. Like, you know, if you're that angry, go take it out on uh, the wall or something like don't that. Go take it out you
1: know, on the team on Sunday, you know? Yeah, Bring don't that take anger it the out field. on, your,
0: on the, your wife or alleged girlfriend or, or or fiance or whatever. Yeah, You know, Yeah. be a man, don't lay your hands on them. Like that, and, and just, you know, maybe I'm just cut from a different cloth. I don't know, but that just seems pretty easy to me. Like you just don't do stuff like that. And people are like, well, you don't believe in second chances? Not when it comes to that. I mean, I, I don't know. Like if you, if you really think it through and you realize that my career is on the line, maybe that will that would change some some thoughts and people will punch holes in walls instead of punching right. people in the face
1: right well there you go Raider nation tyler i think that's about as close as uh to political talk as we've ever gotten on this podcast there are two rules on the podcast that we have here we keep it family friendly and we don't get into politics and that's that's about as political football talk as we've ever gotten that, that had nothing to do with like with country politics, that was just no. That was just football politics, man. That that's uh, that was good stuff, though. Good but stuff, I think so. you're
0: right. It, it needs to be addressed, and it there needs to be like a line drawn in the sand and right. and stances taken. So whatever that is by the powers that be, it, it needs to be done.
1: Right, right. So well, Tyler, man, do you have anything else for Raider Nation before we sign off?
0: Uh, I I do want to we teased at the beginning of the episode, a little bit of a new segment that we're going to start doing.
1: Oh, yes. and
0: this segment, I hope our, our goal with doing this, I, I had an idea and I jumped on it and we'll see how it goes, but I'm pretty excited about it. There is one of, our, one of our followers. Um, he goes by the handle at, or at, yeah, at Oak LA Vegas Raider. Um, who is going to use his his uh, vlog. He's doing a vlog of the build of the of the Las Vegas Stadium And what we have teamed up with him, asked him to bring to our podcast is either every week or every other week he is going to come on here and we've asked him to kind of give us a a visual walkthrough if you will of the the construction that's going on on the new las vegas stadium we know that um not everybody gets to be there and see that built and and he started coming out with this series of videos showing like you know over here on the i don't know what end it is i think it's the north end this is where the the big cauldron's going to be and the the glass window that opens and closes and all the things like that. He's going to kind of tell us what he's seeing um, with construction and with the progression of the construction of the Las Vegas stadium. And I'm really excited about it because not everybody gets to see what that looks like. And he can kind of bring it to Raider Nation. Um, we So I'm excited for that. That's going to be coming up uh, either. I think that's going to be in our episode hopefully Tuesday. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. It's going to be kind of cool to see, you know, his perspective, what, uh, new beams went up, where people are going to sit and kind of see it from building like the skeleton to the full body, if you will.
1: Awesome. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Um, you know, we both have aspirations of getting down there for that first game in Vegas, uh, if it's done, you know they. I know they've extended that deal for Oakland to perhaps, maybe even play in 2020 in Oakland. Hopefully, that's not the case. I would really love to get down there and uh, check out the new stadium. Obviously, I say hopefully not. And of course, everybody in Oakland is going to come out and murder me. But uh, I do feel for the fans in 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 and around Oakland uh, who have stuck by that team.
0: And uh, as of two minutes ago, I'm sorry to interrupt. As of two minutes ago. Uh, Michael Gelkin uh, is reporting that the Raiders have agreed to terms with cornerback Nevin Lawson on a one-year, $3.05 million contract, started 54 games the past four seasons with the Lions, and uh, thinking that he may push for significant snaps in 2019. He is also a former Utah State University Aggie. Oh, go, there Birch. you go.
1: There you go. I Hopefully, I, I'm still holding out for Iloka because that we, that wasn't safety because I know we had a couple safeties uh, coming to visit. So I I do hope that we still snag Iloka. But there you go. Oakland's still making moves in the free agency. I like it. So, well, Tyler, Raider Nation, we appreciate you tuning in to the latest episode. We will... Uh, be a little more, uh, a little more consistent. Last week we just had to have the week off because mainly I had to have the week off. Let's face it, Tyler. Uh, I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off, and I just I had to call you last minute and say, "Bro, I just cannot do this thing." And uh, Tyler pitched a fit and nearly came and beat me up. But uh, yes, he was I first- did. He was forgiving enough to give me the week off, but we'll keep grinding it out over here. We got we really appreciate Raider Nation tuning in again. Find us on Twitter at behind Google or yeah, Google us. Go for it. Uh, you can find us on My Facebook. Find us. I don't know
0: you I'll might. Have to check the google machine
1: i'll uh, you can hit us up on facebook as well at behind or just behind the iPatch, no at there behind the iPatch on facebook give us a call leave us a voicemail at 208-557-9771 love to hear from you raider nation we appreciate you tuning in we will see you or catch you i'm not gonna see anybody tyler i'll see you raider nation we'll catch you in the next episode
0: just win baby